Welcome to the Chi Valley Podcast, wellness for your body, mind, and spirit. And now your host, Dr. Sietni Chung. Hello and welcome. The topic of our life today is the Candida diet. I know that this is a very interesting topic as many of us has gone or have experienced with Candida before at certain time in our life. So today we will decode the Candida diet and the science behind this diet. So as we know, Candida is a yeast, a type of yeast that's part of the body's natural gut microbiome. Usually a person's body contains a healthy ratio of naturally occurring bacteria to yeast. So this balance of gut flora is a crucial part of your immune system and digestive health. When this balance is lost during times of stress or after a course of antibiotics, candida yeasts are able to expand until they control a large portion of your gut. Symptoms of this overgrowth range from yeast infections, skin issues like psoriasis, fatigue, mood swings, brain fog, and digestive problems. So it is believed that one of the main contributors to candida overgrowth is a poor diet since refined carbohydrates such as sugar, sweetened beverages, fruit juices, pastries, and white rice and white pasta feed this yeast. The candida diet is a strict diet meant to alleviate the symptoms of candida overgrowth. So what is this candida diet? So the candida diet starts with a cleanse lasting no more than a couple of days until symptoms have improved. This cleanse involves sticking to healthy, nutritious foods that don't force your digestive tract to work too hard. The most common way to do the cleanse is to eat mainly green vegetables, salad, alongside a small amount of protein throughout the day. Some people choose a more restricted interpretation and follow a fluid-only diet consisting of lemon water or bone broth for the duration of the cleanse, but this is not really necessary. While there are no studies to support the benefits of the candida cleanse before beginning the actual diet, it might help you to get into the mindset for the candida diet. To ensure adequate nutrient intake, it's best that you work with the healthcare provider when undertaking the candida diet. In this diet, what foods can you eat on the, the Candida diet? The Candida diet is more like a restricted version of the Paleo diet. It really encourages consumption of low sugar and anti-inflammatory foods. So here's a list of foods to eat on the Candida diet. Number one, we look at non-starchy vegetables. So artichokes, asparagus, broccoli, sprouts, cabbage, Cauliflower, cucumber, kale, spinach, and zucchini are good options. Low sugar fruits like lemon, lime, and berries in very small amounts. We want to also get in more of a gluten-free grains, such as buckwheat, millet, sorghum, oat, quinoa, or bran. Include also high-quality proteins such as chicken, eggs, sardines, turkey, wild salmon, Certain dairy products like butter, ghee, kefir, and plant yogurt can be added. Nuts and seeds that are low in mold, such as almonds, coconut, flaxseed, hazelnuts, and sunflower seeds. 
Any herbs and spices like basil will be good, cinnamon, ginger, salt, turmeric, thyme, paprika, rosemary and garlic, and condiments such as apple cider vinegar, sauerkraut, coconut aminos, healthy fats such as avocado, flax oil, olive oil, sesame oil, coconut oil, and non-sugar sweeteners like stevia, xylitol. We also want to include non-caffeinated drinks such as herbal teas and chicory coffee. Along with this diet, it can be helpful to take a probiotic, get enough sleep, exercise, avoid stress, which all can help to boost your immune system. Some people feel better after a month, while for others, it may take a little longer time. So let's look at the foods that we need to avoid on this candida diet. This is where things get a little more intense. We have here the basic restriction of the candida diet so is sugar. We mean eliminating anything that is high sugar will be good because the yeast feed on sugar. So any added sugar or foods that break down into sugar needs to be limited. So here's a list of foods not to eat on the candida diet. High sugar fruits such as bananas, dates, fruit juices, mangoes, raisins, grapes, Grains containing gluten, barley, spelt, wheat, certain meats such as the deli meats and farm-raised fish. Of course, certain dairy products such as cheese, cream and milk, and nuts and seeds high in mold that are like cashews, peanuts, pecans and pistachios. These are high in mold, so try not to eat them. Condiments such as barbecue sauce, ketchup, mayonnaise, soy sauce, and white vinegar, processed fats such as canola oil, imitation butter, soybean oil, and sunflower oil, and sugar and sugar substitutes such as agave nectar, cane sugar, corn syrup, honey, maple syrup, and molasses and table sugar, and caffeinated and alcoholic drinks such as beer, black tea, cider, coffee, energy drinks, soda, liquor, spirits, wine of any kind. So I'm so sorry about the alcohol. Okay. After symptoms have been resolved, foods that have been eliminated can be systematically added back with the goal of not going back to a way of eating that triggers another imbalance. I have questions here. So somebody is a vegetarian and vegan and how does this candida diet work for them? You can also you know, eliminate some things and also add some things if you're a vegan because the most important consideration for the vegan diet is to include plant-based protein sources such as soy products in tempeh on the texturized vegetable protein, tofu are a great source of protein on a candida diet, beans and legumes which typically make up the bulk of a vegetarian or vegan diet will need to be limited to one cooked cup each day, and nuts and seeds to include other same as the guidelines which I mentioned earlier on. And also to choose calcium-rich dairy replacement with no added sugars. So soy yogurt is not an acceptable alternative to plain yogurt because it contains sweeteners like agave, syrup, and honey. Plant-based milk products should not include sweeteners like brown rice syrup and cheese products should not contain maltodextrin or modified food starch. What are the pros and cons of the candida diet? 
So the main benefit of the Candida diet is cutting out sugar from uh, spaghetti sauce to peanut butter. Added sugar can be found in even the most unexpected products. So unless you check the label, then you would know. So it is believed that excess sugar consumption is a major cause of obesity and many chronic diseases such as diabetes. In fact, dietary guidelines suggest limiting calories from added sugar to less than 10% per day. So anything that helps you eat less of the sugar is a good thing. One of the biggest cons to eating this way is the restrictive nature of the diet. It can be very tough protocol to follow and may require a lot of adjustment. So if you are on a budget or don't enjoy meal planning and cooking, the candy diet, diet may prove challenging. Additionally, by cutting out so many foods from your diet, you may also be missing out on some important nutrients. But because this is a short time, also variety is a spice of life. The bottom line to know is that we have to limit sugar for a short amount of time, one month or two months, and then get back on a regular diet without added sugar. It is important to know that the conventional medicine does not recognize candida overgrowth as a medical issue. And there is little research to show that it's the cause of these symptoms or can be corrected with a candida diet. But if you suspect a candida overgrowth that is impacting your health, try the candida diet as it will not hurt. If it helps, that may indicate that you've been eating too much sugar overall and you can incorporate that knowledge into a less restricted, more sustainable long-term diet plan. So also include more of a high quality produce, meats, fats and healthy grains. And please always remember to consult your healthcare practitioner when it comes to your health and wellness or anything that goes wrong. So I hope this helped you to understand the ways to avoid a candida occurrence. So in Chinese medicine, we do treat this condition as well, not just with diet, but with some herbal formulation pertaining to each person's constitution so that we can custom each herbs formula for you to prevent the occurrence of candida overgrowth. So if you are able to find a herbal practitioner who are also trained as acupuncturists, do find them so that they can help you plan for the next herbal formula for you to have in your pantry. So I hope this helps. Any questions, let me know. Feel free to share this video with any girlfriends of yours or family that might benefit from this Candida diet. I hope to see you soon and uh, have a great day. Take care now. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Chi Valley Podcast at www.sietnichong.com.